This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillahi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We send blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. His household, his companions, we ask Allah to bless them, to bless every one of us and to grant us goodness. Ameen. My beloved brothers and sisters, we as Muslims are taught to ensure that whatever we consume or earn is pure and good. It's known as halal and tayyib. The, the, some of the scholars have differentiated between the two, halal and tayyib. Halal is that which is permissible to eat. Tayyib is a level higher where you ensure the purity of the item. For example, if you were to eat a chicken that happens to be slaughtered in the proper way, but the chicken was not treated correctly from the very beginning of its life all the way to the end of its life, perhaps it would be halal, but what happened was not actually so tayyib. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to be concerned about the welfare of these animals that we consume. If you notice during the time of the sacrifice of the animals after the month of Ramadan by approximately two months and ten days, you will actually see the teachings of Islam of the kindness to the animals such that you need to treat them in a proper way and that is an act of worship. You need to ensure they are well fed as well as their thirst being quenched. Also at the time of the sacrifice you need to ensure that they are not unduly uh, made to be fearful of what's about to happen such as by showing them the blade etc so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us conscious of this all this has an impact on something similarly when it comes to the issue of halal it's not only that which you consume it has to do with your dealings as well if you consume that which is maybe halal but was bought through money that was earned in a wrong way, it has a similar effect. So it's important not to deceive when doing business, not to cheat when buying and selling. It's important to be happy with that which is less but pure than that which is large in amount but impure or unclean or unethical or immoral. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us blessings. This is absolutely important because we find ourselves in life with so much of impact that the environment has on us. People think differently. People do things differently. People are energized by different matters. Some people you say football, Manchester's playing Liverpool. They are energized to the degree that they will spend a lot of money to go and witness it, perhaps from the stadium itself. It's the energy that they derived. Sometimes you tell people there is taraweeh, they will be energized to the degree that they want to listen to the word of the Quran. So where do these energies come from? Varying energies. Sometimes people when there is haram to be committed, they are energized. But when the same thing is coming to you in a halal way, they find themselves dwindling. Sometimes the sleep that we so desperately would like, when it's coming at the time of salah, some people are not energized for anything besides that sleep itself. And sometimes there are people who are energized to the degree that when it clocks the time of salah, they cannot sleep, their eye opens and they're up. 
So a lot of this is actually connected to what you consume. A lot of it is connected to what you, can con what you consume. When a person is careful about what they eat, their thinking firstly becomes that which will please Allah. It's easy for them to see the light. The difference between truth and falsehood, it's very easy for them to see that because what happens is the energy they've derived is from a pure source. It's from a good source. So what is it going to be used in? Do you really think if you've made an effort to earn halal, that Allah is going to grant you the energy that's only going to be concentrating on something else which is haram? Yes, shaitan may try and trap us and people can get trapped, but it wouldn't be the feature or the quality of that particular person because of their concern for halal earnings, their automatic concern for salah. There is no one who can be so concerned about halal earnings, but they don't, they are not interested in salah, in prayer. They are not interested in the other obligations unto Allah. So there is a skittle effect. Once one drops, the others are very likely to drop as well. So sometimes you have one plus one and they cannot see the light and you are confused. Why can't this person see the common sense in this? Allah took it away. You know why? They were not keen on earning that which was pure, that which was good. They might have been concerned about earning the figures and the numbers and getting and amassing wealth. If that wealth was amassed in a pure way, Alhamdulillah, we say Noorun ala Noor. Blessing upon blessing, light upon light, subhanallah. But if that wealth was amassed in the wrong way, it cannot bring about what we call barakah. Barakah means blessings from Allah. You have a person who earns a hundred dollars, for example, in the month, and another who earns a thousand, and another who earns ten thousand. They all have to eat, subhanallah. They will all fill their bellies to a certain degree with different quality of food, but they all have a spiritual side to themselves. It is either energized or de-energized based on what? Not based on how much you have, based on how you got it. Subhanallah. This is why the Sahaba, عنهم, they were very concerned about halal and haram. So much so that they were even worried about the pots and pans they were eating in. At one stage, they arrived at a certain place and they said, Oh Rasulullah, these people, they happen to be people of the book. Are we allowed to eat from these utensils of theirs? So the Prophet gave them a ruling. But the point is, look at the concern. What they were eating in, the utensil, the, meaning today we would call it the plates and the glasses. They were worried about whether we are allowed to eat from here or not. The more a nation turns away, from being concerned about halal and haram, the deeper they fall into the clutches of shaitan in other matters. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us protection. Imagine a person whose energy is derived from haram. Whatever the haram is, what do you think that energy is going to be used in? Perhaps in sinful behavior. I don't even want to mention the list, but that list is long. What type of sinful behavior? So many different things. So for us to be earning the pleasure of Allah, there is a starting point. Make sure what goes into your mouth is good and pure. It's halal, even if it is a little bit. Now, the disease of the age is people like that which is tasty. 
They say this is very tasty. When the doctor tells you it's very bad for you because of your cholesterol levels, your sugar levels, we are quick to listen. But when Allah says something is not good for you, people say, it's okay, I'll taste it. Some actually go and say, never mind, I'll make tawbah thereafter. That's considered slightly better. The others don't even bat an eyelid, but we're not supposed to be doing either of them. If Allah is not happy with it, it's over. We will never touch it, never taste it, never go towards it, never do business in it. We don't care. If Allah is going to be displeased, even if I have less, it's okay. I know there will be barakah. That hundred I have, at the end of the month, I will still have perhaps $10, $20 remaining. But the 10,000 that a person earned, end of the month, he's owing others. He's waiting for the next salary because he's got to owe people so much. Do you know what happened? Barakah is gone. The blessings are gone. Why are the blessings gone? Because perhaps you're your love for food and consumption of it is such that you don't care whether it was halal or haram. People say, well, this, you know, someone says this is doubtful, but it's okay, never mind it. I, I'm sure, do you know the ruling about doubtful issues? Islam says there is something either halal or haram, clear. If you don't know, it's a gray area. If there is a dispute about it that you are confused about, there's a gray area. If there is a dispute where you know 100% what the truth is for you, it's no longer a dispute. You know the truth. It can be a dispute for everyone else. I know this is not allowed or this is definitely allowed. Okay. But where there is a dispute and confusion, the hadith says, whoever attempts to eat it was ready to risk their relationship with Allah. So they've eaten haram. If there is a piece of food here, some people are saying it's halal. Some people are saying it's haram. And you're just a person who came in. And you heard the dispute. If you haven't heard it, it's okay. But if you've heard the dispute and you consume from it, what were you ready to do? Someone says, there's a possibility it's pork. And someone says, there's a possibility it's beef. You look at it. Yes, it looks pink, but it also looks a bit brown. And it also looks this. And it also looks that. And you're a bit hungry. And it's smelling well. And it's marinated well. And you see people in the corner eating and licking their fingers. And you say, I'm sure it's okay. Bismillah. And you start. You were ready to... To dis you were ready to risk your relationship with Allah. The hadith says, Whoever falls in that which is doubtful has definitely fallen straight into haram. Whoever has stayed away from that gray area has protected himself and his deen. He's protected his relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala intact. Was it farad to eat it? No, it wasn't. It's okay. Let it go. Never mind. I'll have vegetables. May Allah grant us ease. So my brothers and sisters, as time is passing, people are becoming less and less bothered about halal and haram. And it's a prophecy of the Prophet ﷺ. There will come a time, لَا يُبَالِ الْمَرْءُ أَمِنَ الْحَلَالِ أَكَلَ أَمِّنَ الْحَرَامِ there will come a time when a person will not even be bothered whether they are eating that which is halal or haram. And this is not only slaughter, it's got to do with so many other factors. Sometimes it's contamination, sometimes it's the earnings, sometimes it's the deception. You know, if you have cheated someone, even when selling a vehicle, and you know there was a fault in it, and you intentionally hid it, knowing that I'm hiding it, that money came to you, but it may be considered a deal that was halal, but it's a contaminated deal. Why? There was deception in it. You're going to pay a price for that. May Allah forgive us. May Allah strengthen us. Man is such that no matter how much are, man is reminded, he tends to still falter. He thinks it's okay. 
these are the things we will be questioned about also on the day of judgment. The money, where did you earn it from? It's one of the questions. The hadith says, it's one of the first questions. Where did you earn it from? Where did you spend it? We want to know. Why? Why is Allah so bothered about that? Because when you came on earth, you had zero. And when you left, you had zero. So in the middle, everything you got from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you cannot say, oh, I don't need to tell you. But Allah says, we gave you. We let you live on earth. We are worried about the tax, man. I promise you. Today we had the monetary policy that was announced. How worried were people? What's going to be said? What is going to happen? Are we going to lose our money? Are we going to... Why are people so bothered? But when Allah says something, Allah has His own monetary policy. Subhanallah. Not just money, but your finances. Allah says, this will happen, that will happen, this should happen, this should not happen. Then people are like, oh, I didn't even know. But it's okay. Allah is ghafoor rahim. Yes, we know He's forgiving and merciful. But we also know that, you know what? When we have a choice that Allah has given us and we know something, we should try our best to be as pure as possible, as clear as possible. So what happens is, number one, it affects our minds. The eyes will not be satisfied by looking at the wife, but the eyes will be satisfied by looking at something haram and following it and going beyond a limit with it. Because why? The energy that the person has got, none of it is halal anyway. It's not halal. This is why they say, when you are not bothered about halal, when, you are, when, when your gaze is not satisfied, when it falls on that which is halal, go back to your income. Go and check your earnings. Go and check how you've earned. You need to be concerned about it. Because why is haram giving me a kick? How come? When I don't fulfill salah, there's no regret. Why is there no regret? If there is regret, mashallah, something good is happening. But if there's no regret, you need to be concerned. A day will come when your eyes will close. At least that regret is a sign of Iman. If a person misses Salah and they regret it, it's a sign that they're acknowledging I'm supposed to have done this. And I have and I have a Lord who is going to either reward me or punish me. Let me make peace with him. May Allah forgive our shortcomings. What is more, what is worse than just following that which might be haram in the sense of uh, uh, you know the opposite sex or immorality, you know is that the mind is contaminated. And this is happening more and more. When people say this is the hukum of Allah, this is what Allah says, it doesn't make sense to the mind. Why? Because the mind is being nourished by that which is haram anyway. What is it going to make sense by? There's no nourishment. So sometimes when you tell people this is the rule of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they have a say in it, A'udhu Billah. They start saying, you know what, I, it's okay, I don't understand it, it doesn't make sense, it, it's not applicable anymore. A'udhu Billah. May Allah forgive us. A lot of this, not all of it, but a lot of it goes back to the income, to what went inside. The system is bad. Just like when you have a motor vehicle supposed to run with diesel, put petrol in it and tell me what happens. Or vice versa, tell me what happens. Or add some water in it and see how it backfires. May Allah forgive us. We in Zimbabwe know about this. At a time when there was shortage of diesel, they were mixing it with water. What was happening to the sedimenta and to various other things? We know how it felt. May Allah grant us forgiveness. Our system is more complex than these cars. We are supposed to be putting in petrol, we're putting in diesel. Sorry, no one should try drinking petrol. I'm just giving an example. 
But what is meant is, you're supposed to eat halal and you're not bothered somehow. It affects the entire system. Everything is affected. The mind and the thinking is probably the worst affected. And this is why sometimes you, you find people don't understand. Like I said earlier, common sense is no longer that common. Because why? <laughs> because they, there is nothing there. May Allah make it easy for us. What is the way forward? The way forward, because we don't want to be energized towards haram and de-energized when it comes to farah. <coughs> Salah, people say, it's okay, we'll see. There's something wrong. You're supposed to be up. You're supposed to be interested. You're supposed to be keen. It's the relationship with Allah. How to dress you. When covering gives you a kick, you know you have a relationship with Allah. When you love to cover more than you would like to expose, your relationship with Allah is better. But when you love to expose more than you love to cover, there is something that still needs to happen in that relationship and it needs to improve inshallah. May Allah grant us all modesty in dress, both male and female. Amen. But all this goes back to what you feel. So if we were to sit in front of the television and watch a movie upon movie, we will get a kick out of it. But you are supposed to sit with the Quran in 10 seconds. You start yawning, you're lazy, you don't know what's happening. Something is wrong in the system. Go and get it cleaned out. Subhanallah. May Allah grant us ease. I can give you so many examples. Even that which we hear. We don't want to hear the Quran, but everything else we want to hear, you get a kick out of it. You need to be concerned. Why is this happening to me? It is happening to you for a reason. Go back and become concerned about your earnings. Perhaps you may not be paying zakah correctly. That's another point. If a person has a hundred dollars, for example, and they have nisab and they are supposed to be giving zakah, that hundred they've earned, two and a half, it belongs to Allah. If you eat it, you've actually eaten that which is not yours. So what will happen? Similar effect. You consumed zakah, belongs to Allah. خُذْ مِنْ أَمْوَالِهِمْ Amazing verse. Allah says, this zakah that you shall take from them, take it from them, it will cleanse them. It's like an engine flush. Zakah is like engine flush. You put it into the system and what happens? The engine is flushed. That's it. Allah says it clearly. This sadaqah will tutahiruhum. It will cleanse them. It will purify them. Subhanallah purifies them. So learn to give, learn to give that which is doubtful, leave it. It's okay. May Allah give us barakah. I know we are moving through perhaps some of the most trying times in this country, but the doors of sustenance are owned by Allah. The doors of sustenance are owned by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us barakah. May Allah open our doors. I was saying the solution of this number one, we must make sure that we seek the forgiveness of Allah. We must try our best to earn the pleasure of Allah. When it comes to these earnings, we try our best. Sometimes we may falter here and there, may Allah forgive us, but when you do something knowingly, intentionally, then it becomes a problem. May Allah strengthen us all. Like I said, where we drew this from, the inspiration of the concern of the Sahaba for what was halal and haram, that is something that is definitely an inspiration for us. May Allah bless us all. Aqulu qawli hadha wa sallallahu wa sallama wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad. Subhanallahi bihamdihi, subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayhi.